Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five. Today is Tuesday, March 28th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Something on a Stick Day. What is your favorite thing to eat on a stick? You know, I think we talked about this last year. Um, I love me a lot of different things on a stick. But the right. thing that I really like is the pancakes wrapped in sausage on a stick. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is a uh, that's my kids go to for breakfast. Like um, um, I would say, you know, we we uh, we do something like that for breakfast on school days. I would say three out of five days, my kids eat that that sausage with a pancake wrapped around the, on a stick. You pop it in the microwave for like a minute to two minutes, and boom, it's ready and, and delicious. Yeah, they they are right. there with you on that um, sausage with a pancake wrapped around it. Um, yeah, I, I would have to say my favorite thing to eat on a stick is probably some sort of kebab, uh, like a Turkish dish. You know, uh, maybe maybe some uh, some beef or something like that that's on a stick. I, I like that a lot. There needs to be more foods on a stick. You know, like there's not enough foods on a stick. I feel like like you can't oh, you, you can't go to a carnival like like other than a corn dog at a carnival. You know, there's not a lot of food. Maybe like chicken on a stick, or uh, let's see what else can we put like a, like a pancake on a stick funnel cake on a stick i I think we could probably i think we could hook that up yeah maybe some maybe some fruits on a stick too they serve carnivals like uh bananas or strawberries pineapples stuff like that okay yeah you can can get that at like a fondue restaurant but you know i think we need to start making it more commonplace in our cultural culture to uh get foods on a stick i think that needs to be a thing now yeah why not let's do it we'll push it here we'll be the uh, we'll be the main proponent of more foods on a stick. Billy, last night the Braves beat the Red Sox 6-1. to one. That's always nice to see, and I will rub it in my coworker's face today. Uh, the Braves, I believe, are 2-1 and one or 3-1 and one versus the Red Sox uh, so far in spring training this year. Eddie Rosario with three RBIs last night. Matt Olson with two RBIs hits another home run. He, he runs it up to eight. Uh, I'd love to see him get the double digits before spring training is over. That'd be amazing for Matt Olson. Uh, well, and then, considering t- today's the last get day, mm-hmm. hit a double shot today. Yeah, hit a double shot today. Uh, and Sean Murphy picks up an RBI as well. He only has three RBIs in spring training. Does that concern you at all? No. No. Because the amount of time, the amount of times that they've had to pull the catchers, um, literally the amount of at bats that he's had. No, I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. Uh, the Braves today, or he's at yesterday, recalled right-handed pitcher Nick Anderson to Atlanta and placed right-handed pitcher Kyle Wright 
on the 15 day disabled list with right shoulder inflammation, which is something that we kind of saw coming. Right? That was, yeah. yeah, that was, that was planned. So if you're on the disabled list for the major league roster, you can still play in the minor leagues, right? Correct. Yes. It's very weird. Yeah, it's not, it's not ideal. Um, but I mean, it works. It's I just didn't know you can do that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's it. So, so I assume the minor leagues have a different disabled list than the major leagues do. Um, it's it's basically the same. Like, if even if you're on the minor league disabled list, if you if you're on the AAA disabled list, you can still rehab in Double A and Single A. That is so odd. I I, I honestly never knew that. I I never I never realized that. That's very weird. Uh, per fan graphs this morning, Billy, I was looking around at the uh, some of the rankings and stuff going on because we will have our Braves over under tomorrow on the podcast. So I was doing a little research. Uh, per fan graphs, the Braves had the number one bullpen in baseball, and it's not even particularly close. Um, right now, the Braves WAR by team is at almost a one, or excuse me, at almost a four point five for our bullpen. And the number two team, the San Diego Padres, isn't even at three and a half. Really? Yep. The Padres are at, let's see if they have an actual, the Padres, eh, I can't find the actual number. It's just a graph of it. But the graph looks like the Braves are over five, uh, over four and a half. And the Padres are sitting at about a 3.4. Seems about, that seems fair. Honestly, Braves bullpen is going to be ridiculous this year. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. They also break down. Uh, they have every other position on here. They have catcher, first base, and all that stuff. I haven't gone through every position yet. But, yeah, bullpen right now, Braves are in solid first place over the Padres per fan graphs, who usually do a pretty good job of of judging how good teams will, will be. Uh, fan graphs does a, does a great job of, of uh, judging that. Uh Billy, tonight, or excuse me, the the city jerseys. Did you see those that they officially released yesterday? The Love city them. jerseys. Love yeah, that's, that's that's what I wanted to get your opinion on. What what you what you think? You gonna pick up one? You like them? You love them? What do you think? I love them. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll pick a, pick one up, but I will definitely like. I will look forward to the Saturday night home games and watch them, just because of the those being on. Those are awesome. How they, you know, a lot of those stuck yeah. um and you know they they basically took a lot from atlanta braves history um just basically on the front calling it the a as opposed to doing a lot of different things that you could have seen like i'm sure it would have pissed us off if they had done a hot lana across the chest that because would have been the worst know, decision ever. You know, you know somebody probably brought that up. Um, nobody <laughs> from Atlanta calls Atlanta Hotlanta. <laughs> nobody from around here knows that. So that's that's something to consider. But I, I love them. Um, the seven fifty or the seven fifteen in there is really awesome. I mean, there's there's so many little you know notes to our history that I love. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give them a C minus. Uh I don't I don't dislike them. They just they're just not anything new, you know? I mean, they're essentially just Hank Aaron's jersey. I don't know, tailored just a bit. Um 
Uh, I, I don't hate them. I don't, I don't dislike them. I just, they didn't go for anything new or bold or anything with it. It was just, oh, that's, this is Hank Aaron's jersey, just tweaked just a little bit. So, you know, I, you know they, they're going to look good on. They're going to look play good look playing out there. Um, I won't be picking one up, but uh, I was I was hoping they were going to do something. I don't know, a bit more bold, a bit different, some to try something out of the ordinary. Um, but uh, not terrible, not terrible. But I was hoping for something a bit more unique, I suppose. You know, something something that we haven't seen from the Braves. I mean, that's uh, fair. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, they're they're fine. They're just they're nothing. You know, like I said, they're nothing new. They're nothing fresh. They're just sort of a rehash of an old jersey that does look good. I mean, that those old, I love those, uh, those old blue and uh, blue and white Hank Aaron jerseys. They look, they look good, but it was just nothing, nothing surprising, nothing bold. Uh, tonight, Billy the Hawks play the Cavs. Cavs, uh, one of the top teams in the East. I believe they've already solidified themselves in the playoff. Oddly enough, it's the first time they've been in the playoffs since uh, LeBron departed from Cleveland. So, you know, I, I don't I don't know what to expect out of this Hawks team. I don't know if anybody does. I don't even know if I, don't, I, don't, I can't even tell you if Quinn Schneider can tell you what can tell you what to expect out of this Hawks team from night to night. Uh, right now on the injury list, uh, Danny Green and Real Nito is out for Cleveland and Jalen Johnson still out for the Atlanta Hawks. Right now, Cleveland is a point-and-a-half favorite. They're coming into town. They are in uh, State Farm Arena. I, I, we're under 500, Billy, so at this point, I would tell you that the Hawks are probably going to win this game. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it, you, you would think, but, man, the inconsistencies have have driven both of us crazy. The team is too talented to be where they are yet here we are um i'm i'm kind of with you i'm i'm kind of counting down the games until we're done and then you know losing the first round so quinn snyder can build this team the way he wants to build it yeah have a full off season try to implement his system and everything uh yeah i just i right now onyeka okongwu and clint capella are your two best players um and, and i don't I hear, I hear a lot of people saying that they want to get rid of one of the two to try to bring in other assets, and I, I think that's stupid. Uh, I like I like starting OO or CC. I don't care which one you start, honestly. But I like I like starting one of those and then bringing the other one off the bench to dominate the second unit for the other team. Trey has not been able to find his shot at all this year, and it's sort of reared its ugly head in the past couple of weeks. Um, DeJounte Murray has been playing pretty terrible and, and DeAndre Hunter, honestly, over the past month has been playing awful. Uh, we, I mean, we, we got to get some type of momentum in this game. If we want to make any type of run in the playoffs. And I guess, I guess my idiotic disillusioned self keeps holding out, uh, hope that we might do that, but it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a tough road, man. I, something hasn't clicked with this Hawks team this year and we're way too talented. We're way too talented to sort of float in you know purgatory almost you know just float around that 500 I, I wasn't a big fan of that bogey signing but we got him for four more years so let's see what he can bring to the table he can't play back-to-backs but luckily he's had a night to rest that knee see if he can provide some offense and see what our bench can do because I mean the Cavs right now I think the Cavs are the four seed in the NBA at the moment for the uh for the playoffs so they're a legit playoff you know team and the Hawks, I'd love to see what the Hawks' record is when they're below 700. I bet the Hawks have one of the best records in the NBA. Well, not 700, 500. 
I bet the Hawks yeah. have one of the best records in the NBA from there below 500. Because if we get at 500 or one game above 500, we almost lose every single time. But below 500, we seem to be some like superpower, superhuman team. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um, so we'll see what tonight brings. Is has the uh, injury report come out yet? Yeah, J- uh, Jalen Johnson's the only one for the Hawks that's out. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Nope. So we got everybody out, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what tonight brings. I don't know. I've. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. It's sort of like Atlanta United from last year. I just you get you get a different team every time they play. Uh, so we'll see. Below 500. I'm going to take the Hawks though tonight because that just seems seems like our mo is uh, yeah. when we're below 500, we put up a good fight. Billy, some news came down yesterday that on March 2nd, so almost an entire month ago, Lamar Jackson had a trade request that he put in to the Ravens. Doesn't want to play. Way, so- Let's let's bring the news out. So yesterday at the GM meetings, Harbaugh is having his presser, right? Yep. Three minutes into his presser, three minutes into his presser, Lamar Jackson tweets this out and says that I have requested a trade on March 2nd. Do you think that was just as calculated as as all get out because good lord man i don't i don't think so i don't think that was calculated out lamar jackson probably had no idea that that interview was even going on at that point in time um and and harbaugh said all the right things when they asked him about it i mean he was like oh i love lamar offense around lamar like you couldn't have handled that better if you were if you were harbaugh um i don't think it was calculated maybe it was uh, maybe I'm not reading enough into it, but I yeah. I don't think it was it was calculated in my opinion. I don't know. You know, we'll see. Uh, but so here here is my opinion: the three best fits for Lamar Jackson. The first team is Tampa Bay. Uh, the Bucks' only quarterback under contract this year, starting the league year, was second rounder uh, Kyle Trask, uh, and they picked right. up a couple more. You know, through free agency, Kyle Trask only has nine total pass attempts. Uh, they've since signed Baker Mayfield, who ranked 27th and 32nd in total QBR. Todd Bowles' team fielded a veteran roster designed to win now around Tom Brady. So the hope would be that Jackson could coax another division title or two out of the remaining core. As we get closer to the top of this list, the need for Jackson becomes more and more obvious. And I think Tampa Bay is one of the top three teams in the NFL that needs a quarterback. I don't think any of the Buccaneers fans want Kyle Trask starting for them at quarterback next year. And I certainly don't think any of them want Baker Mayfield to start for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year. Do you think Lamar Jackson instantly makes the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the division favorite? Sure. Tampa Bay's bringing back a, a decent amount, right? Well, yeah, they, ha- they have a lot of that core back. They are getting older, but I still think that is a team that is capable with the right quarterback to win that division next year. Yeah, I, with the right quarterback, for sure. And Lamar Jackson is one of those quarterbacks that can elevate anything. So, yeah, I, I think, I think sure, they, they instantly become a division favorite. So that's Especially my three, our division. Three spot. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That division, that NFC South division, is horrendous. Nobody is good. Like, everybody is wallowing in mediocrity. Well, you uh, got every, Derek Carr in our division now. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what he I, He was great with Chucky. So we'll see what he can do with the uh, the Saints. 
Everybody in the NFC South is like the Hawks. Like they're just sort of meh. Yeah, I guess they're a team. Uh, so the Bucks are my third favorite right now. My second favorite team landing spot for Lamar Jackson is Indianapolis Colts. Years of searching for an Andrew Luck replacement appears to have taken a toll on the team owner, Jim Irsay. He has not been able to find a replacement for him at all. He has looked high, low, in the middle, everywhere. Um, don't need to detail everything that went down over the past couple of years. The, Col- the Colts need a starting quarterback. Last season, uh, they were one of the one of the league's most stable franchises outside of the quarterback position. I mean, two years ago, they had the most pro bowlers ever on a team without making the without making the playoffs. I believe it was nine. The, the Colts had nine pro bowlers, and they did not make the playoffs, the most ever. I think if you can insert Lamar Jackson into that Indianapolis Colts team, that they instantly become an AFC favorite just because of the way that team is built. Strong running game, phenomenal offensive line, great defense. I think putting Lamar Jackson on that team makes the Colts a very, very dangerous team in the NFC or AFC, excuse me. Is it that strong of an offensive line? Because that offensive line looked like tissue paper last year with Matt Ryan under there. Yeah, it's hard to say, like the game plan with Matt Ryan and what they were trying to do. Uh, Everything looked extremely discombobulated with that team last year. That offensive line should be a top five AFC offensive line. And they have re-signed a couple of the guys on there, a couple of the veterans and everything. Um, I, I don't know. I think a lot of that stuff was predicated off the fact that uh, they couldn't they couldn't run the ball, and they knew Matt Ryan couldn't throw the ball over 15 yards down the field. So I, I think a lot of the defense is queued up for that. If you put Lamar Jackson into that Indianapolis Colts squad, I think I think they instantly become one of the top three favorites to win the AFC Championship. That's probably fair. Um, I mean, he's that talented. There's no doubt. He's an MVP. Um, he is a dedicated quarterback. I, I, it's just hard to predict that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And my number one favorite, the team that I've said all along should go all in for the, for Lamar Jackson. I said this since the beginning of this entire saga, this entire thing that we've been going through. The number one team that should go after Lamar Jackson is the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, or is the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> I'm staring at the Hawks logo. The Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, 1,000% should go all in on Lamar Jackson. It would take somewhere around two first-round picks, I think. The number eight pick this year and the number one pick either next year or the year after that. Uh, you know, they started off the season, or they started off the offseason with $67 million in cap space. And it's a wide-open NFC South, like we talked about with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Atlanta can credibly hope to compete for the division title if it has a great offseason, which so far it definitely has, in my opinion. I think they have done a phenomenal job of plugging a lot of the holes they had. Arthur Smith's offense quietly ranked among the league's best despite starting Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter at quarterback last year, and its young core should only be better in 2023. I think you put Lamar Jackson into this squad, and Atlanta instantly becomes the NFC South favorite and a viable playoff option. That's, again, that's probably fair, but at the same time, like, I mentioned this, and and I'm not going to believe it until I see it. So I'm not going to even talk about it because, A, I don't think we have the cap room anymore because I think we only had, like, 20-something million in cap room, and we still need room for... Ah, they'll make it work. The cap, the cap is a myth. It's a, it's not real. Like teams, teams figure out ways to get around it. Like, 
you know, um, it, things a myth. But the I mentioned this at the beginning of last year's offseason when Matt Ryan left. People were all excited. Oh, Matt Ryan's gone. Finally, we can actually have a quarterback. You guys are going to miss having somebody so consistent and so normal at a quarterback for 16 years. We we put in Penn who was going to be our quarterback. And now, now look at us like we're begging for some kind of other quarterback to come in. So it's it is what it is, man. Like I, I would I be upset seeing Lamar Jackson in, in black and red? No, I wouldn't. But I would. I know it's going to take a lot. So that's the only negative to it. I mean, right now the asking price looks to be the, the start. You start off with two first rounders, would you? And the the other picks that you throw in there, they are what they are. Would, would you be okay with throwing in two first round picks for Lamar Jackson? I guess. I guess. You guess? Lamar Jackson is a former MVP. He is right now in the prime of his career. I guess, man. Like, that's still that's still asking a lot. That's asking nothing. <sighs> How many times do you spend these first round picks on unproven college kids that come out and don't do diddly squat? Every year. <laughs> Every year. And you, you're telling me all I have to do is trade two first rounders to, it, it, other stuff is going to be in there, but the two, the biggest thing, the biggest part of these trades is going to be two first rounders. I am getting a Pro Bowl MVP proven amazing commodity, possible top five quarterback in the entire league, the most important position in the entire NFL, and all I have to give up is two first rounders. I am doing that instantaneously and pairing Lamar Jackson down here with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. It doesn't matter what else you trade for him. Two first rounders is the big part of that trade. It doesn't matter if you're going to have to trade a second rounder or a fifth rounder. Who the hell cares? You're getting an MVP, a guy that has already won the MVP in the prime of his career right now at a a quarterback position that is the most important in the uh, the NFL. And you instantly become the NFC South favorite. I love when we argue. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I see where you're coming from, Bryce. I really do. But at the same time, like I, I just am holding out hope that we can actually do something with those picks and don't need Lamar. So you just, roll, you just roll with Ritter for the pe- next couple of years. I mean, Ritter and, uh, Heineke. Ugh, gross. That's disgusting. That's 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 disgusting. I w- I would do this instant. I would do this immediately. I would trade two first rounders and Dak Prescott to bring Lamar Jackson to to the Dallas Cowboys. It's I mean he's he's a perfect fit down here in Atlanta. Absolutely perfect fit. Um. So yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens that over the next couple of uh, weeks. I don't know if they're going to try to move him before the draft, but Lamar Jackson definitely wants out in uh, in Baltimore now though. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, baseball yesterday, nothing. Both of them were moved. Um, so that was weird. Or not weird, but it was, it was an absolutely gorgeous afternoon yesterday. Um, so that, you know, we had that going for us. Um, soccer, we don't have a score for Car- Villarica versus Carrollton. I don't know if it happened 
it probably did, but you know, it's it, we don't have a score for it. So that was the only thing on the Marine South scoreboard yesterday. On the fifth tour covering the games and events calendar today, baseball, Temple at Lamar County at 5.30, Heard County at Crawford County at 5.30, Harrelson County at Pepperell at 4.50, Carrollton versus Westlake at 5.55, Freeman versus Lafayette, I'm assuming probably around 5.30, and Heritage at Central at 5.30. Soccer tonight, Villarica versus Lithia Springs. Girls will kick off at 5.30, boys at 7.30. Central at Temple. Girls will kick off at 5, boys at 7. You can hear that live on the Hotel Sports Radio Network with Bryce Farling on the call tonight. Uh, Bremen at Rome. Girls will kick off at 5, boys at 7. And then Bowden versus Mount Zion. Girls at 5 and boys at 7. And nice that's whole Yeah, it's a big big play the games tonight a lot of region games you, you kind of can't wait to see what happens with Harrison County and Pepperell um, considering Harrison County continues to be leading that reason and you want to see what her county uh, after sweeping Temple did last her county sweeping Temple last week you kind of want to see what they do against Crawford County today so should be a beautiful beautiful night to come out and take in some uh, high school sports. I think we're going to have highs in the in the low 70s, sunny. It's going to be gorgeous. Get out there and support these uh, local high school athletes. Right. Uh, you ready for another cup of coffee, man? Let's do it. Let's hit it up. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. The Packers are puzzled as talks with quarterback Aaron Rodgers never transpired. Uh, the Packers are saying that the talks to re-sign Aaron Rodgers never transpired. And I, I don't, that's sort of, I think, what we heard from Aaron when when he when he came on the Pat McAfee show is he went into the darkness retreat wanting to retire and he came out sort of like the Packers have already moved on to Jordan Love from Aaron Rodgers and, and Aaron Rodgers decided that he wanted to come back and, and play for the Jets. So I, I, don't, I don't know if it's puzzling that talks never happened. It sort of seems on par because, I, I don't know, Aaron's just an odd guy. And uh, that whole situation is weird. The Packers are, are going to move on. Lightly. Yeah, yeah, dude is a dude is an odd person. It looks like the Packers are going to move on. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Excuse me. Throw that in before we get sued. Um, but it looks like the Packers aren't even close to making the trade with the Jets for a source. Which is weird. Like, that should be really close by now, right? You would think so. I, I don't know, man. I mean... I would think the Jets hold all the cards in that unless the Packers are just going to, I don't know, unless they're, the Pack, Packers are just going to make Aaron Rodgers retire. I, it, I don't know. This whole situation is very weird, and I hope Green Bay doesn't, I don't know, I hope they don't tarnish the relationship between between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's just all peacocking and they'll get a deal done, but we'll see. Ricardo Pepe sends the United States men's national team to the Nations League Final Four after he got snubbed from the World Cup roster. He said it was a big statement for him. Uh, did you get to watch any of this game last night, Billy? No, I didn't watch it at all. Miles Robinson played a little bit, looked good. Uh, I always like these sort of non-main tournaments. I don't know, that, that soccer teams play in. It kind of adds adds a little fun. Uh, I think Guatemala scored as well last night. Uh all the scores are 
Um, but yeah, Miles Robinson looked good. So Miles Robinson playing last night probably means that he will not play this weekend versus the New York Red Bulls, I would think. We'll see what kind of condition he is when he comes back to Atlanta United. Uh, woman who says Cowboys owner Jerry Jones is his father now accuses him of defamation. This guy cannot get out of his own way. That is a uh, there's a 26-year-old woman on uh, on Monday filed a federal defamation lawsuit against the Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Uh, said the uh, initiated a deliberate plan to portray the billionaire's own daughter as an extortionist and a shakedown artist is what Jerry Jones said about the 26-year-old young lady. Do you think this person is actually Jerry Jones's daughter, or do you think it is just an extortionist? Who cares? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just to that point. Like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Good Lord. <laughs> uh, Alexander uh. Davis, a congressional aide, sought recognition as Jones's daughter in a lawsuit filed last year that indicated Jones paid her $375,000 and set up two trusts to conceal that she was Davis's biological daughter. <laughs> or Jerry Jones' biological daughter. <laughs> and today in 1972, Wilt Chamberlain plays his final pro basketball game. One of the greats. He's the Wilt top the 10. Stilt. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wilt the Stilt. You got anything else for us today, Billy? Nah, let's get out of here, dude. Let's get out of here on a Tuesday. We will see you guys same time, same place tomorrow. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.